Let me talk to you a little bit about Jace Medical. Jace Medical uh, is a great organization that I found, I don't know, a few years ago. Um, they are um, helping you have the antibiotics and all of the medicine that you might take on a daily basis. Have those things in your house in case there's a shortage. In fact, where did I put that story today? There was a story that came out today about shortages uh, on medicine and then a cyber attack also on prescription drug coverage uh, for United Health. We're, we're very, very close to anything um, could happen. And you should be prepared. And the way to prepare yourself right now is with Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You can get a year's worth of your medications that your family takes at your home. Just go to Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com. Jace medical.com. Make sure you use a promo code and you'll get a discount on your order. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We got a lot on our plate today, but I want to start with illegal immigration. I want to start where um, CNN and AP and everybody else says, "Oh, what are you, what are you talking about? There's no problem with crime because of illegal immigration." Yes, there is. Daniel Horowitz is going to be joining us. He's been compiling the stats. Um, it is a real problem, and everyone knows it except the media but they continue to lie to you. We'll start there in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. Lisa wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, I have a disability assist dog, a precious English black lab, and I want to take the best care of her I can because she takes care of me. She loves her food with Rough Greens. Uh, her coat is shinier now. She does much better at her job these days of keeping her attention on me and my needs. That's all you have to do is take care of their needs. They are so loyal and so great. Lisa, thanks for uh, writing in. Um, your dog is experiencing the same thing that my dog, Uno, experienced um, years ago when we started feeding him Rough Greens. Start feeding your dog Rough Greens and you're going to see that they A, eat their kibble food. They eat it all, finish it, and they actually lick the bowl afterwards. It's quite amazing. Uno would never eat before this. But then you'll also see a change in their attention. You'll see a change in their um, in their activity level. It's almost like Uno was a puppy again. When I first started feeding Rough Greens, I thought he was a healthy, normal dog. And then I started feeding this, and I got to tell you, his activity level went through the roof. He spent a happier and healthier life 
because of Rough Greens, I believe. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Well, let's say hello to our executive, Mr. Stu Bergier. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Well, I'm I'm good. It is cold. It was what ninety yesterday in Dallas. Uh, yeah, ninety two. I think it got up to. Mm-hmm. Love it. First of all, global warming. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, global Bring warming. It it on. has not. It has not been that cold since like nineteen oh eight in Texas on that date, which means, or that hot, which means it was that hot. <laughs> A hundred years ago. I just want to point that out. But uh, it was really hot. And I had to fly up to the ranch yesterday. And uh, I'm going to spend a couple of days up here. And it was snowing when I got here. I mean, it's just whiplash uh, uh, for me because it's beautiful and very cold uh, up in the mountains. And for those uh, uh, listening see, on wanna... radio, it's important to note that Glenn is now at the ranch with a cowboy hat on. And has gone full Don Imus. Like it is, this is how it starts. I, I assume you're going to start a uh, charity up there for sick kids or something. Sorry, a charity. We got some sick kids here. We're just milking these kids for all they're worth. And uh, all right. So anyway, let's uh, uh, let's talk about illegal aliens. And in fact, one specific case that the White House mentioned briefly yesterday, White House spokesman finally commented on a report about Lakin Riley, her death late uh, Monday afternoon. They they spoke about it. They just said the murderer should be held accountable. Uh, we'd like to extend our deepest consult condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they're found to be guilty, given this is an active case. I love this. They'll comment on anything unless it hurts them. Then it's like, you know, you got to talk to the Justice Department. I, I mean, we can't comment at this point. What about Hunter Biden and his crack cocaine and hooker thing? Uh, you're going to have to talk to the Justice Department. What about uh, what about uh, Donald Trump and his documents? That guy's a big fat liar and he's uh, he's spying on America with Russia. Well, shouldn't we discuss that? No, we've got that. You don't need to go to the Justice Department. We got that one handled. So anyway, finally, they said something. But the reaction from the press has been grotesque. CNN reported yesterday, in case you don't know, um, Lakin Riley, she was jogging. She was a university student in Georgia. She's jogging in the morning and she's brutally killed um and what a surprise it was an illegal alien and this time from venezuela so cnn reports yesterday quote there's little evidence leaking in illegal immigration and crime after the venezuelan migrant was charged in connection with murder of the 22 year old georgia nursing student uh found dead thursday university of georgia campus Signs of blunt force trauma after setting out for a jog in the morning. The suspect is 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. He had crossed into the U.S. illegally near El Paso in September 2022. The, uh, the Border Patrol uh, caught him at the border and then just gave him a ticket and released him into the United States. 
So he had been stopped, but then he goes up to New York and he got in trouble in New York. He was arrested last year in New York by the NYPD and charged with acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 and a motor vehicle license violation. They didn't do anything uh, up in New York. They just they just let him go. Uh, and now uh, and now this. So <clears throat> now a new poll shows that many Americans think that there is a influx of illegal immigrants and that is causing an increase to crime. And let me just say, that's not true. It's not true. Well, it's not entirely true. It is the administration's uh, new regulations and guidelines that are letting all of these people in. We're having all of these problems because of the new guidelines. And then on top of that, we also have new guidelines issued by all of these district attorneys all over the country that were hired by none other than uh, George Soros. Good. So we got that going for us. That's what's causing crime. We're not enforcing our laws at the border. And then we're not enforcing our laws in our cities. Our government isn't enforcing the law. Our DAs aren't enforcing the law. And that's why you have criminals going crazy because they know I don't I'm not going to be charged with it. I'm going to be let go. It's not a problem. So yesterday, Biden uh, was taken on by Donald Trump. He uh, said, this is this is the problem with the Biden administration and our border. And everybody went crazy. By the way, he was charged with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, and hindering a 911 call and concealing the death of another. I don't know. Um, that seems pretty serious. So they uh, are not letting him go this time. The reason why they let him go last time in New York City is because New York City is a sanctuary city. Hmm. By the way, his brother also charged on Friday uh, for possessing a fraudulent green card being held in state custody. Now, uh, the federal arrest affidavit for Diego, the brother who killed the girl, uh, says that in September 23, Athens, Clark County police charged him with drunken driving and driving without a license. Oh, so he just did it in New York and then came down to Georgia. Uh, oh, and he was also later arrested for shoplifting and then skipping out on anything having to do with showing up for court. A majority of Americans now say that uh, a border wall has to be done. This is the first time since the history of polls that a majority of Americans say border wall, please. Trump says, I'm going to have a massive deportation. He said, it's going to be the largest deportation if I'm elected. Massive deportation. Uh, it'll be the biggest in, uh, in history. Okay, well, 
How do people feel about that? Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you how the Washington Post feels about it. After hundreds of thousands of Mexican migrants were put on buses, planes, and boats during the scorching summer of 1954 and sent across the U.S. border into often unfamiliar parts of Mexico, the head of the Immigration and Naturalization Service declared the border secured. It was the so-called wetback problem. But the military-style campaign which used the same slur in its name, Operation Wetback, tore families apart, forcibly uprooted people in the name of securing the border, experts say, and sometimes those efforts turned deadly. Now, first of all, can I just ask why it was a Samir in 1950 to uh, call this Operation Wetback? That, that's before it became a slur. Operation Wetback was called that because the people that were being deported were the people that crossed the Rio Grande and swam across or came across and they were wet when they got out. Now it's but now it's a slur, but it wasn't in the 1950s. Now, former President Donald Trump is using the Eisenhower era operation as a blueprint for his vision It will be the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. It will remove 10.5 million undocumented people in the United States, of whom two-thirds have lived in this country for more than a decade. Now, wait a minute. Hold on just a second. Why is it that we're going after the ones who have lived here for a decade? 10.5 million? I think we should probably start with the ones that are here that just came here and uh, have no reason to be here and uh are causing real problems you can go with the the last 10 million that have come in and they aren't the ones who have lived here for more than a decade gotta get them because if you don't get them now what's going to happen the press will say they've been here for more than a decade Americans can expect, this is Donald Trump, Americans can expect that immediately upon President Trump's return to the Oval Office, he will restore all of his prior policies, implement brand new crackdowns that will send shockwaves to all the world's criminal smugglers and marshal every federal and state power necessary to institute the deportation operation. It's a spokesperson from him yesterday. Undocumented illegal immigrants should not get comfortable because very soon they'll be going home. Now, that's what the Trump people said yesterday. The Post is saying that's horrible. You watch the number of people coming across the border. The more this is publicized, what he's saying the number of illegals coming across our border will go down. Why? Because what the president says matters. When Joe Biden said, no, I'm not encouraging people. I'm not at all. Yes, he was. Is Donald Trump discouraging people? Yes, he is. Is that a good thing? Yes, it is. But when describing the operation on what Trump's plan is built, says the Washington Post, experts commonly land on the same word. What's that word, Stu? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Experts. All the experts are saying the same word. Hmm. Gosh, there's so many that pop to mind. But uh, (laughs) 
I don't know what is inhumane. Inhumane. It's inhumane. Oh gosh. It's inhumane. Yeah, just inhumane. I'm wondering if they're talking to any experts that uh, agree with you know border policies that secure the border. I wonder when Trump harkens back to that. I think we've got to be really clear about what kind of a law enforcement campaign he is threatening to unleash. Says uh, Little Hernandez, who holds the. Uh, Thomas E. Lifka, endowed chair, history of UCLA. It's not just mass deportation. It's mass racial banishment. No, no. Um, if you're coming in from Russia, I want you out. If you're, I mean, if you're doing it illegally, if you're coming in from China, I want you out. Uh, you're coming in from Sweden. I want you out. England, I want you out. If you're coming from Iran, I really want you out. You're coming from uh, hostile countries. Bye-bye. If you're coming here just because you're a family trying to better themselves, go through the front door. And you know what? Bring your family instead of just sending your 20-year-old son. I I just think, you know, we got enough of angry 20-year-olds on our own. We don't need any more. If you'd like one, if you'd like to take an angry teenager... I will gladly invite you to house one of my children. You'd house them, see what happens with that one. If that's what you're really looking for, I can help you in that department. All right, more in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Christians and Jews have got to stand together. I've worked with these people off and on throughout the years. I, I really like them. I like what they do. I like what they stand for. And it is... Two people of faith, different faiths, coming together and working together. So we know what happened on October 7th. Uh, I don't know if you saw what... I'm going to address this next hour, but the insanity of a U.S. Air Force uh, employee going in and setting himself on fire in front of the embassy to protest the actions of Israel against Hamas is sickening. Hamas has praised it, but so have several Americans, notable Americans. I'm going to get into this. This sickness is growing and deeper and deeper, and we are now starting to encourage our own terrorists. When you put, when you put policy over life, you're in trouble. Anyway... What's happening uh, right now with the IFCJ is they are really trying to help the people that have been displaced. They're trying to help the people just recover in Israel. The news cycle moves on, but the situation on the ground in Israel remains one of destruction and deep-seated pain. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ, is there in the middle of it every day, and they need your help. Would you go to supportifcj.org? I want you to do your own homework. Don't take my word for it. Do your own homework. See if they're doing the things that you want to help with and make a donation. Support IFCJ, the International Fellowship of Christian and Jews. Support IFCJ.org. Go there now. Support IFCJ.org. 10 seconds, station ID.
as things as we get closer to the election and things become more and more dicey and troublesome, uh, we need to give you some information and perspective that I don't think you're getting anywhere else. Tomorrow night on the Wednesday night special, I'm going to show you a frightening trend from the media and government. It kicked into overdrive yesterday. They've been playing with it for a while, and I've read a lot of commentary on it, and no one is telling you why this is happening, and the why is really important. We're just arguing about what is being said, and I'm talking about Christian nationalism. Words matter. Language matters, especially when it comes to the law. When the law, it when, if there is something that is a law and it says the president shall, that shall legally binds the president to do something. The president shall give a state of the union address yearly. Means it has to be done. Now that's the old timey thing. Now there was a there was a border bill that was passed in the House, uh, and I think in the Senate, and it was in two thousand seven. I'm just pulling this out of back of my pocket here, but I think it was 2007 and it was a border bill that, that passed. And it said the government shall erect a border fence. And I remember arguing with the, um, with the guy who was the sponsor of the bill. I said, that's not going to do anything. He said, no, 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 that's legally binding. And I said, they don't care about legally binding. They do care about it when they decide to care. But when they decide to care when it comes to things like defining terrorists and the Patriot Act, uh, you better wake up. Politico, all but called former Trump official Russ Voigt a Christian nationalist, and it is sent off a chain reaction all over mainstream and social media. There is something going on. If you can call Russ a Christian nationalist, You can probably call the Heritage Foundation a Christian nationalist uh, foundation. Why not start adding more to the blacklist? Why is this being done? What does Christian nationalism actually mean? Why you cannot dismiss it? And most importantly, why it's being done? what the results will be if we don't pay attention. That is tomorrow on the radio program and Wednesday night special, complete in-depth coverage. Wednesday night special, Blaze TV. Join us at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Glenn Beck. All right, I want to talk to you about preborn stew. You got to tell me to shut up. I mean, the audience does it all the time. You might as well join because uh, my voice is going again. But anyway, preborn. Preborn is a um, a pro life group that I really love because I think their plan is right. Everybody always says, "Oh, you just you want to stop abortions, but you don't care about the babies." Yes, we do. As a, as a father of an adopted son. I love adoption and I will help any adoption at any time. There's things that have to be done to clear that path so people can adopt babies. But the other side, we, they say you don't care about the babies and you also don't really care about the moms. Well, yes, we do. We care about both, and that's what Preborn does. Not only for $28 does Preborn offer a free ultrasound, which 
doubles the chance that the mom chooses life when she hears the heartbeat and sees the baby. But the second thing is they provide aftercare for up to two years for mom. Hit pound 250 and contribute now. Pound 250, say the keyword baby, or preborn.com slash Beck. Do it now. Sponsored by Preborn. So the media now is doing their best to say that crime is not a problem because of illegal immigration. We know that that's not true. That doesn't mean that everybody who comes across illegally is a lawbreaker other than coming here illegally. Um, you know, they're not all rapists and murderers, but there's we, we seem to have our fair share now uh, from overseas. And I love the people who say you cannot violate the rights of people just because of this one murder. Yet they're the same people who say we should take away everyone's guns because if it will just save one life, it's worth it. Well, you know what? Not letting the legal immigrant in would have saved one life. In fact, would have saved a lot of lives here recently. To talk about it is Daniel uh, Horowitz. He did a podcast yesterday on this, he's compiling the stats of crime uh, from illegal aliens. Daniel, what did you find? Hey, well, it's great to be back with you, Glenn. And look, if last decade's criminality from foreign nationals was defined by MS-13, I think we should start to familiarize ourselves with Trend de Aragua, because that is the Venezuelan prison gang that was essentially sent up here by President Maduro in Venezuela. And, and why not? You can't blame him. Uh, he knew that our door was open, so he figured he'd get rid of his problems. Um, we focused a lot on the quantitative aspect of this border invasion, that quantitatively it's much greater than we've ever seen, probably about 10 million between the apprehensions and gotaways since Biden took office. But qualitatively, when I, when I speak to border agents, ICE agents, and then reporters down at the Darien Gap in Panama, they say they have never seen so many young male belligerents with tattoos that kind of look like they want a piece of you. And now if you go to the New York Post every day, you will find stories of those arrested and then uh, turned out loose within 24 hours in New York City. We find it in Chicago. So this uh, alleged murderer of Lakin Riley is not in a vacuum. Uh, this is something that we are going to deal with for years, uh, you know, in the next number of years, if we don't get rid of them very soon. So, Daniel, when you talk about the, the border issue, you, you mentioned the difference between the qualitative and quantitative uh, problem here. And it is significant. Um, obviously, the, the quantitative problem is has been well documented when you talk about the people coming across the border though uh you know we hear about potential terrorists we hear about drug dealers what is the biggest issue the border agents are facing sure i mean again we see we've seen all these pictures where we have young military age males just marching through the border that we've never seen before and it turns out that, I mean, at least from what I'm hearing, is that the Venezuelans are, have the highest concentration of criminal elements simply because it's not by accident. It's not natural selection uh, that, you know, you're going to have a lot of ruffians coming over a border because that's what a lot of them do. Some of them are just desperate, but a lot of them are criminal elements. This is a concerted effort on the part of Maduro 
to send his prison gangs up here. And you're finding this a lot in places like Miami, places like Chicago and New York. Even local media is reporting on it where they're having a number of gangbangers arrested. Uh, Chicago arrested just a handful, you know, five, ten Venezuelan nationals in uh, 2022. But then last year, in 2023, they arrested 700 of them. And again, this is not Holy just for cow. looking like you're an illegal alien. These are people usually, it's shoplifting, it's assault, it's uh, driving without a license, drunk driving. And, you know, I, I've chronicled this for about 15 years. Um, now, you can't use the numbers now because Biden doesn't enforce the law. But when Trump was president and they were trying to apprehend people, in, in just one given year, we would typically get, and this is a reoccurring every year, enough people arrested in that kind of sweep, that net of enforcement, to, to account for 2,000 hom homicide-related offenses, meaning both uh, convictions and arrests, 1,600 kidnappings, 3,800 robberies, 37,000 assaults, 10,000 sex crimes, and usually about uh, 80,000 or so DUIs. The numbers were pretty consistent every single additional year. Now, typically, especially back then before the you know, George Floyd crime rave, w w uh, we typically had maybe 14,000 uh, homicide arrests in a given year. So to have 2,000 accounted for among the jurisdiction of ICE, illegal aliens, some of them legal but you know, criminal elements that, that are deportable, that is an astounding share. That's one in seven. Um, and again, this is before the Biden wave. So you can imagine now that you're having all these belligerents from Venezuela. Just think about this. Uh, we've had 335,000 Venezuelans come in just in the first few months. Uh, I'm sorry, just in, in 2023. Plus, Biden granted temporary protected status to 470,000 others. Just 834 have been removed. Okay, so that is how ubiquitous that problem is. What is um, amazing to me is at the same time this is going on, by the way, that is exactly what um, uh, what was his name in Iraq? Saddam Hussein did right before we went in to cause chaos on the streets. He emptied the prisons. That's what Maduro did, except into the United States. And his reward for that was the United States allowing him to sell more oil, even to us. Uh, so there, this, is a, this is a chaos operation. But we're also all seeing um, stories almost every day, if you're paying attention to it, of the your, your key word there was belligerent. They feel like they are above the law they know they're not going to be charged and so they'll beat police officers they'll they'll flip people off they are super citizens almost that's the way they act and, and what you're finding especially in these blue areas is an amalgamation of the invasion and then jailbreak what they call criminal justice reform in new york city so they turn out all criminals loose the next day but in this case you have you know the people let out of rikers island domestic criminal criminals being let loose and then now you have all these venezuelans coming in committing crimes often three or four crimes 
and they get released every time. I, I want to throw out another number that's very important. I've tracked for, for a number of years. There's something called ICE's undetained docket. So what that means by its very nature is these are the people that are on ICE's radar to at least investigate often target for removal, but they remain undetained. Right now, there's only about 37,000 people in ICE's custody. That's about the maximum of what they could handle. The undetained docket is 6.2 million. Okay, so I want people oh to Oh, my gosh. 6.2 million. Now, now, I don't have the recent numbers, but in, in, in the old days, and I don't think this has changed, about 80% were criminal aliens. So they had criminal charges and or convictions in addition to being here illegally. Think about that. There's only five, 6,000 ICE ERO officers, deportation officers around. Limited resources. Uh, we already know that under this administration, if you're caught drunk driving, you're not really a priority. That's not considered a high-level crime. So there are 6.2 million in their undetained docket. Just think about the needless murder victims, rape victims, and we're seeing this now every day. The media tries to cover it up. We saw um, you know, a, a, a rape of a minor allegedly committed by an illegal alien uh, south of Lynchburg, Virginia yesterday. Uh, there's, it was a case in Montana I was just looking at. This is, if, if the American people would actually know the extent of how many of these heinous crimes are committed by people that should never be here, and there would have been multiple opportunities to get them out, they'd be up in arms, and, and this would be our George Floyd moment. Imagine if you are a, a citizen and your governor is telling you, hey, we need homes for these people. Take them in your home. How stupid do you have to be? I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. Picture the worst of the Bloods and the Crips in your own downtown. That's what we're importing from all over the world. Um, each country's problems, you know, you'll have some desperate, impoverished people that are kind of peaceful, too. Certainly not in our best interest to let them in. But this time we are just seeing a total invasion. Um, and, and what's important is legally, this definitely meets the definition of an invasion under the compact clause that should trigger state authority for removals. And, and I think this is where it's important. You know, when you, you look at that 6.2 million number, you look at what, what we're seeing now from um, that individual charged with mur murdering Lakin Riley, along with his brother, they were caught in a red state here illegally and having committed other crimes prior to this alleged murder. And yet, they remained. Some of them are because of sanctuary policies, but sometimes, even if you're not a sanctuary state, but now you have sanctuary nation. So here's the thing. Let's say a, state's, a state might want to deal with that individual, um, maybe lock them up, maybe try to remove them, but ICE now grabs them with a detainer, and now a detainer is a double-edged sword, because they'll place a detainer enough that the state cannot enforce the law against them, but it's not like the feds are going to actually remove them or even detain them. Um, they're going to be on their undetained docket out free to commit more crimes. This is where the red state governors need to get together and say, look, if we catch someone here illegally committing an assault, a, a drunk driving, they need to be out of here. Daniel, can you address one more thing before you, you go, which is the media's response to this talk every time is to say well actually 
immigrants commit crimes at a lower rate than U.S. citizens. They're not the problem here. Sure. <laughs> so they're right in a sense. Immigrants, okay, so um, legal immigrants on average commit fewer crimes, and the reason is because on average they come to the United States at an older age that's past the sort of criminal career age, you know, 16 to 30. Uh, they're usually older when they, when they come. They're more established. Uh, with that, I would say there are certain pockets of the world that we accept immigrants, even legally, that still commit too many crimes because the amount of crimes that should be committed are zero because they're vetted. You know, it's kind of like a, a draft pick. You, you get your choice. Mm. You could pick your immigrants. You can't pick your natives, uh, native-born, that is. Uh, but as it relates to the people coming from the border, again, you look, you, you know, if, if we just have a minute, I want to give you uh, a statistic that, is, again, is astounding. In you have about 45 seconds before I have to break. In 2020, Trump's ICE director, Matt Albans, he said that in one year in uh, New York City, they issued 7,500 ICE detainers. And out of those individuals, they included 200 homicides. Okay, oh my I, I looked up that area of operation. There were fewer than 300 people arrested for all homicides in that area of ICE's operation in one year. I'm not saying they necessarily commit two-thirds. You have to study that, but it is surely greater than their share of the population. Daniel Horowitz, uh, you can hear his uh, podcast on the Blaze, uh, Blaze TV. He did the whole podcast about this yesterday, and he's always, always uh, really buttoned up and uh, and has a different view on a lot of things that I think you should hear. Daniel, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Here's some irony for you. You know what kind of scams are on the rise these days? IRS scams. I mean, well, people claiming to be the IRS. I mean, there is the IRS, the official legal IRS scam that they run all the time. But now people, you know, pretending to be the IRS uh, and they take your money and then you still have to pay the real IRS. Who's worse, the scammers or the IRS? Anyway, this is why you need LifeLock. Your personal information gets exposed so often it makes it really dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to come in and just steal your name, your identity, uh, steal your money. The loans can be taken out in your name, but if that happens, there's somebody standing guard, and I think they're the best in the business. It's LifeLock by Norton. If you become a victim of identity theft and you're a client of LifeLock by Norton, they not only catch all the things that you might miss, but if they do miss something, because it's constantly changing, they have a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist that's going to work to fix it. Your first year with the promo code BECK, you'll save 25%. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. After you've tried all the big names, you realize what is missing. Personal touch. There's something about the making of something yourself, making it by hand, that gives a thing its own signature feel. And that's especially true when it comes to deciding what kind of drink you're going to have after a long day. And every day seems like a long day these days, doesn't it? 
Uh, small batch spirits are the only way to enjoy the finest types of alcohol the USA has to offer. And that's why you should discover premium American-made spirits from Coppercraft Distillery. I was looking through their website, and there's so many things on here I got to try. Uh, they've also jumped into this world of the uh, the canned cocktails, which I'm lazy. And I just love the fact that I can have one that's perfectly mixed. And I'm going scrolling down, and I'm looking for the nectar of the gods. Where is it? And there it is, the Moscow Mule. They've got them. I've got to get some of these from Coppercraft Distillery. This is delicious, delicious stuff. It's made in Michigan. Uh, it is, uh, you know, where we've been making quality goods for years and years and years here in America. And they're continuing that tradition. These are craftspeople who have given us a rich heritage, and they are now making some of the best whiskey you're ever going to taste right here from America and so many other choices as well. Uh, small batch whiskeys with rich, smooth flavor. Whatever you need, go to coppercraftdistillery.com. You can follow the distillery online, discover a new way to enjoy old uh, favorites. Uh, get your instant mi mixed drink to enjoy as well. Buy online, have them shipped to your door, coppercraftdistillery.com. Coppercraftdistillery.com. The promo code is Blaze. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Stu is strangely fascinated by this Wendy Williams story, which I really, I mean, I don't. I am. I, I'm not sure I know who she is. Yeah, and that's understandable. My wife used to watch her show mm. years and years ago, and she mm. was a radio personality. She came from the world of radio, and she got this mm. big show and kind of seemed like it was hard to understand. I didn't understand how she was getting super famous and, and got a big show, but right. she did. and. There's a lot of that going around. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you, you're a great example of it. Um, so, uh, Whoa, don't wait. <laughs> so she became really famous and got this big show on daytime TV, became a big thing, and then like suddenly started having kind of weird health problems and would like miss months and months of the show at a time. And yeah. uh, it was kind of like, it was just a strange story, like what was going on with her. And apparently, like, this went right down the road, and it didn't look great. She eventually was planning a comeback, planned a documentary to come film her comeback for this, for her show. And it went the opposite direction. Like, her whole life fell apart, and it got terrible. To the, to the extent that I guess she was drinking so much that uh, maybe it forced some sort of dementia to hit her. And now she like has she got put under a conservatorship or a guardianship type of situation. That yeah, guardian no, seems really to be bad. blocking her from her family in some way. And the cameras were there for all of it. So it's a crazy documentary. It just aired this weekend. I have not seen it yet, but the story is fascinating. It's what did a, it air on? I think it was a lifetime, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know, but I mean it That's still a network it's that's still a, on? It's still a network, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we're learning all sorts I, of new things. It's been a long time since I've touched the television to turn the TV on and let I will tell cable you, just spill into the house. I know. You're, I, it's it's a funny observation, but I could not find it. I tried to watch it. I have absolute, I could not locate where to watch the show. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.